Hello everybody out there in Bourbon Real Talk land. Randy Sullivan coming today with a very special topic. We're going to discuss the word smooth in association with whiskey. Is it a term that should be mocked or is it a useful descriptor? If you saw my survey, because I threw up a survey out there in the whiskey club, I wanted to find out what do people mean when they use the word smooth. And I got a ton of answers. Uh, but what I've noticed is, is that smooth is probably the most common descriptor to describe how a whiskey tastes to somebody, especially for newer people that are becoming whiskey enthusiasts. A lot of people will say that the whiskey tastes smooth. And I've even noticed that when celebrities start their own brands, even celebrities that I respect, like the Brothers Bond whiskey that I've done a review of, they still have that as part of their lexicon. They use the word smooth. And every time I hear it, I cringe a little bit because I know it's a trigger word for a lot of people. So the question is, what does the word smooth mean? And the most common answers were surrounded around it doesn't burn, it's less burn, or it's less harsh. And as I started to read the responses and dig deeper, uh, they were very specific about what it was that they were experiencing, what part of the tasting process that they were experiencing the burn. And some people were saying they think it was whiskey smooth when they, when they nose the glass, if it doesn't burn, if it doesn't have an ethanol burn, then they'll describe it as, as smooth. So they're saying that the nose is smooth. And some people, when they use the word smooth, they're talking about the mouthfeel. So like when they, when they take a sip and they have the whiskey in the mouth, it, it feels soft to them, i.e. it's not causing a burning sensation while it's in their mouth. And some people consider whiskey smooth if after they swallow it, it doesn't burn their esophagus, and that would be the finish. And so you've got the the nose, the palate, and the finish. Um, and some people just said it has to do with the aftertaste. Um, it, it, if after I swallow the whiskey, if there's no bad aftertaste in my mouth, some people detect a bitterness or something like that. They say, then I will describe the whiskey as smooth. Probably the whiskey that is described with the term smooth more than any other uh, because it is the second largest whiskey brand in the world, would be Jack Daniels. Uh, this is their black label. Uh, between all of the products that Jack Daniels makes, they sell over 16 million, almost 17 million cases per year. Only brand larger than that would be Johnny Walker, uh, which is a blended scotch. And a lot of people, when you ask them, like, why do you like Jack Daniels? They go, oh, it's really smooth. But really, they're probably just keying in on the fact that Jack Daniels is only an 80 proof whiskey. And so it's not going to burn as much as other whiskeys that they've tried because it's lower proof. But some of the times the burn is coming from the whiskey not being well balanced. So a great example of a whiskey that could easily be, be described as smooth would be George T. Stagg. George T. Stagg is a super high proof whiskey. This one happens to be 129.2 proof. But if you were to drink this whiskey, the, the heat from this ethanol is so well integrated with the other congeners that it still feels like a smooth, rounded, you know, no harsh flavor experience whenever you drink this whiskey. 
Um, now, some of the time when people are talking about the word smooth, it's not necessarily about the burn per se, but they're just mean it's easy to drink. And the whiskey that comes to mind when I think about easy to drink, and that's why people like it and call it smooth, would probably be Bland's. So if you are into whiskey, you probably have heard about all the hype surrounded about, around Blanton's. And if you're in whiskey enthusiast communities, especially the national sites, you've probably heard people say Blanton's is garbage. It should be poured down the drain and all that stuff. Nothing can be further from the truth. Blanton's is great whiskey. It's not worth the hype on the secondary market that it's getting. And so I understand why some people have kind of turned against it. Um, but at the same time, it is amazing, easy to drink whiskey. It's 93 proof, so you know it goes down nice and smooth. There's no off-putting flavors. Everything tastes good that comes out of this bottle. And so a lot of people would describe this whiskey as smooth. Another thing that people mean is that there's no sharp flavors. And some of the time I am personally tempted to use the word smooth to describe my brand, The Prideful Goat, that I started with my partner and friend, Christopher Hart. I wanted to describe as smooth whenever I was doing the review on it, but I resisted. And what I ended up saying was, is that the flavors were like an even bell curve. So if you were to graph the intensity of flavor on a graph, it looked like a perfect bell curve where it starts to increase, it peaks, it starts to decrease, and it slowly trails off. It's a perfectly even bell curve. And I've had other releases of this whiskey that felt like they had a, a, a spike on them at some point, that there was some extra, you know, more distinct flavors that kind of stuck out at the finish or on the front end or whatever. And when a whiskey has a real even bell curve of flavor, um, some people will describe that as smooth. And what they mean is there's no sharp flavors in the drinking process, right? Some of the things that we will um, evaluate whiskey on is how consistent it is on the nose, on the attack, on the mid palate and the finish. And if the nose matches the flavor and the attack mid palate and finish all go together with one another, some people will use the term smooth to, to describe that. Another thing that people will use to describe the word, or you will describe with the word smooth, is a silky or almost a slippery mouthfeel. And somebody was talking about mouthfeel and non-chill filtered whiskeys. And when I think about that, I think about um, Iron Root, Harbinger. So Iron Root Harbinger is a very big, bold whiskey, but it's got a very filling, coating mouthfeel because it's a pot still whiskey, and it leaves a lot of the, the fusel oils from the grains in the whiskey as it ages in the barrel, and that makes its way into the bottle. And it'll really coat your mouth. And so if it has an oily mouthfeel, some people will use the word smooth to describe that whiskey. For me, a whiskey like Iron Root is the opposite of smooth because it's got so many bold, bright, sharp flavors. Um, but it's the mouthfeel that people are attracted to that, that make people say something like that would be smooth. The next thing would be if it doesn't have any rye spice. So a lot of whiskeys can have spicy flavors like 
clove and nutmeg and cinnamon and and pine needle and um, and it, this isn't really a spicy flavor, but dill. And those are all flavors that are imparted from the grain rye. And most whiskeys are made from a majority of corn or bourbons, a majority of corn with some rye and some malted barley for the enzymes. And so that's a normal mash bill. Some people don't like those harsher, um, you know, baking spice flavors, if you will. And so they gravitate towards weeded whiskeys like Weller or Makers or Larceny. Those whiskeys have less of a chance of having like a cinnamon or a clove or a nutmeg, and they would describe those whiskeys as smooth. Uh, the other thing that people mean, and this one I actually kind of like the word smooth for, is when you read the bottle and you see what the proof is and you come to an assumption, it's a hypothesis, if you will, of how this whiskey is going to affect your palate based on its proof, especially if you're drinking premium whiskeys and they are cash strength and they're bottled, non-chill filtered and all that stuff, you can get some pretty high proofs. And sometimes when people use the word smooth, what they actually mean is that this whiskey drinks below its expected burn for its proof. The best example I can think of that is this um, barrel craft spirits rye that the club someone say whiskey picked. So any whiskey, if it gets bottled above 140 proof, hazmat law says that it cannot be placed on an airplane because it is so flammable. And so these whiskeys have to be shipped to their destination. You can't fly with them. And that makes them kind of a prize in the whiskey collector world because hazmats are hard to create. It has to be aged in the perfect environment for the right amount of time because this bottle has whiskey in it that when it got put in a barrel, it was only 125 proof. And it went from 125 all the way up to 141.9. So at 141.9, this should taste exactly like jet fuel. And it doesn't. This whiskey drinks below its proof. And some people would describe that as smooth. So if people are using these terms to mean these different things, why is it such a controversial term? And that's the exact reason, is because it means everything and nothing all at the same time. Hey there, Bourbon Real Talk listeners and watchers. Randy Sullivan here. Wanted to take a quick break to tell you how you can support the channel. We've had a lot of people that have come into the Bourbon Real Talk family lately, and we're grateful for every one of you. But unlike a lot of other channels, we don't have a Patreon, and I don't allow anyone to sponsor the show. So what I do have though is some merchandise. We have Bourbon Real Talk hats. We've got Bourbon Real Talk t-shirts. Very soft, high quality. We also have Whiskey Wife t-shirts for the long-suffering significant others in our lives. We have full-size Glens for when you need an official whiskey tasting experience. We have Wee Glens for when, you know, you wanna drink a little bit less, maybe try a few extra samples. We have insulated tumblers for when you want to drink incognito. We have full-size Glen lanyards for when you need hands-free access at a bottle share. We've got candles, including charcoal and tonka, leather, and Cuban cigar. We have one and two ounce whiskey sample storage boxes. And of course, we have the American Whiskey Aroma Kit 
for when you wanna step your whiskey game up and be able to break a whiskey down to its components. If you saw any of this stuff, you wanna support the channel, you can head on over to bourbonrealtalk.com forward slash shop and pick something up. But if you just wanna hang out here and learn, I'm totally happy with that as well. Just happy to have you as a listener. Another reason why it's controversial is because it could mean that the whiskey's not very complex. Sometimes when people use the word smooth, they just mean that it's kind of a boring, meh whiskey. And some people take offense to that if they're describing a whiskey that they happen to like. Uh, and so for that reason, it could be a little bit controversial. It's also overused. Um, people use the word smooth when they can't think of anything else to say. Um, and it's, it's sometimes used in a false way to convey superiority, right? And it, you'll see somebody, they're in some sort of a social environment, and they'll, they'll try to make a statement about the quality of the whiskey, and they'll be like, yeah, you should get some of this. This whiskey's really smooth. Mm -hmm. And when they say that, it comes across to the other people that they're somehow superior to them in the world of whiskey. Um, it, that's also part of the reason why whiskey snobs freak out whenever you use the word smooth. If you want to have fun and troll people, if you happen to be a troll, go join one of the national Facebook groups for whiskey and then get on there and do a review and say how smooth the whiskey is. Everyone will lose their minds. And it, it, it's partially because whiskey snobs don't like the idea that you're trying to say that you're superior to them in your ability to evaluate whiskey and all that you can come up with is this generic term that means everything and nothing at all at the same time. So the question is, should you use the term? And I would say probably you shouldn't, okay? And it's not because there's anything wrong with the term, uh, but if you want your opinion to be valued among other whiskey lovers and you want to be taken seriously, I would probably find another way to describe your whiskey than the word smooth. And so what are some alternatives, right? So. If you're tasting a whiskey, um, you might say that uh, the ethanol is mild on the nose or uh, the, the ethanol doesn't burn on the palate or, you know, it's got a, a, a finish that doesn't have as much burn as you would have expected or that the, the finish doesn't have any off-putting flavors. Like get more specific as to what made you feel like that whiskey was smooth, right? Uh, you, you might say that the, the, the flavor profile doesn't have any sharp flavors or uh, that, that the nose is consistent with the palate. Um, you, you might even say specifically, it, it drinks below its proof. I thought it would be hotter, right? And, and then you can avoid that word smooth. And I think that if you take the time to be a little bit more intentional and think about what you're experiencing in that whiskey and then describe that, you're gonna have a better time in the whiskey enthusiast community. It's gonna be easier for you to convey your ideas. You're gonna be better accepted and everyone's going to be happy. But if you're around me, you wanna tell me the whiskey's smooth, I will totally accept it because I assume that you had good intentions when you said it. So if you've never seen this show before, I'd like to tell you a little bit about our philosophy. We are about bringing people together through bourbon. And I've personally discovered that bourbon has this amazing power to bring people together, even people who would normally not cross paths in their normal lives because they have different ideological views or they run in different circles, whatever the case may be. And bringing people together is important to me because I lost a loved one to suicide in 2014. And if you experience that type of tragedy, 
you reflect and you think about, you know, what it means and how it happened. And in my reflection, I realized that I knew that my brother had problems. I just didn't know that he felt that alone. And I wanted to find ways to make sure that people knew that they were loved and people knew that they weren't alone. And I even looked into suicide prevention speaking and and other things. But eventually I came to the conclusion that if I could use the connective power of whiskey to bring people together, that the whiskey would do the rest of the job and and get people connected uh, with other like-minded individuals. And they would know that they were loved and they would know that they had somebody that cared about them and that they had a place to be and that they had a community that surrounded them that, that would help them. And so that's kind of the purpose of this podcast. And going through that journey personally, I started to notice that, you know, there are people out there uh, because most of the whiskey enthusiast community operates inside of social media. So if you're on social media, you're going to see people say all kinds of hateful things to one another. You're going to see people that, you know, show hate to people they really don't even know over things that they probably wouldn't care about if they just sat down and had a drink with the person. And that made me realize that if those individuals can hate a stranger that they don't really know online, I can love a stranger that I don't really know online. And that's why I sign the podcast off the same way every time, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. And I'll see you next time on Bourbon Road Talk. Is that your phone? If you use the term smooth to describe whiskey, you're a plebeian and you deserve to die. <laughs> Hello everybody out there in Bourbon Real Talk land. Randy Sullivan coming to you today with a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Son of a 